Well, hello everyone. You got uh, you got Ryan in the house and uh, recording live from Seattle, and I uh, got Mike with me today. Coming at you from a nice king suite in Hillsboro, Oregon. That's awesome. Pretty nice, don't you think? So we got a. Yeah, it, I mean, it looks really nice. It looks like it's almost staged. You Mike. can't you can't beat hotel artwork. That is true. That is true. I got my sketchy like bedroom with like one lamp in the background. It looks like a torture chamber. Or something you look like, like you live in a mental asylum. <laughs> it really have. does. Like there's yeah. there's no pictures. There's there's nothing here. That's mm-hmm. that's wild. Well, I mean, this kind of leads into some exciting news. So, like, uh, if this was just a podcast, we probably wouldn't be talking about, like, what we're seeing. But we are actually now going to be live. Uh, well, I guess not live because we're not recording live. But we can in the future. We have that capability. We'll be on YouTube. We'll be on TikTok. We'll be on Instagram. So we've got the uh, the username or you can, uh, you can add us on Instagram at I've been thinking pod. And so we'll hopefully have all of those out by the time this video comes out. So you can continue listening on the Spotify. We are now on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. Um, so totally fine if you want to just listen to the podcast. But if you want to see us in video because Mike has a delicious face, then head over to YouTube and you can see our actual faces and you can see the podcast with video, which is which is quite fun. Never say that again. Um, so... <laughs> beyond beyond that um we just we definitely appreciate people if if you feel like you've gotten some benefit out of the shows you really enjoy listening if if you can share this with other people if you can review us on on any of the platforms i just mentioned that that would be fantastic um but yeah that that about wraps up the news so you ready to jump in mike that would be the place where we put like a intro song we'll get there oh true 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 yeah, well, baby steps, baby steps. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we have to think of some music it. that really... Think of. All right, sounds good. So today, <laughs> I've been I've been thinking about this. I think we talked before the show of like, oh, we can go, I can go this avenue or that avenue. So today I want to talk about, I want to have a conversation around conversation. Oh, what do you think about right. that? I thought you had stuttered, honestly. Let's have a conversation about conversation. Oh. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> sounds like it. Sounds like Let's it. Um, so the cool. the reason is I feel like I find a lot of value in talking with others, but not like high level <laughs> conversations. It's more like diving deep into something or or really just having this curious thought. And, and exactly what we're doing on this podcast, it's kind of how it started. And so I thought it'd be a perfect time to talk about this on the actual podcast because this, this is kind of what created the podcast originally. Hmm. So I want to see your thoughts on why do you think conversation is important? What kind of uh, gets you energized to have conversation? Are there times, well, I mean, there's probably times when you don't feel like having conversation, so. Yeah, yeah. I'd say most of the time I don't want to talk to people. That's just generally true. Uh, but it's kind what? of what you said. No, like, no way. I, I enjoy having good conversations. I very much okay. could do away with small talk. <clears throat> so if you make a distinction okay. right off the bat, conversation versus like talking at each other, there's a big difference. Or maybe discussion. Okay. Discussion, I think, is a definitely a good word for actually exchanging ideas. I like that. So hmm. I, don't, I don't remember your question. Why okay. is it good? So, Why is it useful? Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. There's not there's not a direct question. It's just yeah. Like how do you 
why do you think it's useful? Like you mentioned, you don't really like to have small talk, but you like mm-hmm. to have maybe like deeper dives. Like why, <clears throat> why, like why, why just not, why have one over the other? I don't know. Do you like small talk? Um, I feel like it, it's hard to have like a deeper conversation with someone you just met. So I like it in the way that I appreciate it as like maybe like an icebreaker to like feel out someone. But beyond that, yeah, yeah to me, it's like almost, it's a waste of time. It could feel transactional. So yeah, I feel like when I meet somebody, it's nice to talk about, you know, kind of surface level things just to be polite. You know, it's a good, it's not, there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like if I spend any time with somebody more than just in passing, uh, I'm always trying to like make them uncomfortable. Like ask them something, <laughs> ask them something that they're not, they didn't think they were going to have to answer or bring up something to talk about. It's just more interesting than, I don't know. I just, it's boring, you know? Well, I talk about stuff that nobody wants to talk about, I guess is my perspective. So, well, then, yeah, that, you know, like fair. the stupid uh, saying, don't uh, don't talk about uh, sex, politics, and religion. It's like, yeah. these are like the best things in life. Why are, <laughs> what, are we going to not talk about them? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. So, uh, yeah, instead of why is conversation useful, it's like, what makes conversation so good? Or what makes a good conversation? Yeah, I think you 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 hit on a good point. I took like some notes like beforehand, uh, just like scratched out some stuff when I was putting like the the beginning show notes on it for what to bring up, and what you just mentioned, like oh, we probably shouldn't talk about politics or sex and stuff like that. I think it's a it's a rough topic to talk about because people, or at least some people assume, and, and sometimes it's not assumptions, it's true that you just get into these massive arguments where it's like, right. hey, I have my opinion, you have yours, and there's no middle ground. And so I think it one of the really good points that I feel like I've actually learned from you quite a lot is when you're, when you're having a disagreement, it's basically an opportunity to grow. And hmm. you almost approach it with curiosity of, hey, like, you 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 might be right. You might think you're right, but you can also learn something and you might be swayed in a certain way. So I think there that's where a lot of like stuff starts to clash. Totally. Yeah, just the assumption that somebody else knows something you don't, right? Or the recognition that, you know, I know certain things, but I'm I'm also limited and necessarily everybody else has something else to offer me. Like that's why you talk. Um yeah, I like the idea of being curious in a conversation. That helps a lot. Because if you go in not wanting to listen to somebody, like, what's the point? You're not having a conversation. Mm. You're just, you're preaching, right? And that's fine. Maybe preaching is that's good true. every once in a while, but uh, one directional conversation is not conversation, right? Uh, it's not a discussion. But yeah, I think you're really, you're... Uh, so, so what? I was going to say, I think you're exceptionally good at just being curious and asking people questions and that's a mm-hmm. i think that's a, a such a good way of starting conversations is just the genuine questions that we have of each other it's like why the heck did you do that you know it's such a genuine <laughs> such a genuine uh thing that we all feel somebody does something and you just go if you're honest about it, it's like what were you thinking like why would you do that or why do you believe this it's like nobody wants to ask those questions though for some reason we're, we're like timid about asking the questions that we really want to know the answer to, you know? But I, yeah, I think that that curiosity is important. Cause yeah, I feel it, like just... for me, like, no, no, go for it. Say you're going to say without it, then what? No, I was just going to wait until you start talking again. I got nothing. <laughs> go 
Come on, man. I think I think there might be like a pause. So like, I feel like it sounds like you're silent. So I'm like, okay, look, let me say something. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself a longer pa pause next time. And maybe I'll edit this out. Honestly, I'll probably just leave it. In. I'm lazy. I'll probably just leave this in. But but I think uh, from what you were saying before, it it's a, it, I think it's important for for people to realize that like it's okay to ask. Like I mean, if, I, okay, I feel like this is like a really common thing of okay don't ask like a dumb question but to me like i feel like every question i ask is dumb so i'm like then i have no questions to ask so i might as well just ask the question because it like does not doesn't matter and i feel like yeah. i started getting super curious because when i've had conversation with people it's like i honestly felt this with this way of i feel like i have nothing beneficial to add to this discussion so the only thing i can do to have a discussion with people because i really enjoy them is just to ask questions because without mm. that i'm screwed because i feel like i bring nothing to the table and slowly I started to realize, oh, like maybe there's stuff I could say, but that's why I guess I became curious because it's like, well, I got nothing to add, so I might as well just ask questions. Hmm. Do you really think that? You really think you got nothing to add? I, I don't think that anymore. Oh, I I, can't, huh. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I don't necessarily think that anymore. A lot of times I like listening, mostly, I guess there's two reasons. Well, one of them, I feel like sometimes I can't comprehend what people are saying because it's like, whoa, like that just blew my mind and it's going to take me some time to process. And hmm. I think the other thing is, I'm I, I like I'm so I guess it goes on with the first one like when you when you say something like it takes me some time to like actually put that in my head and think about so for me to give you a solid like reaction or or, or, or something that can say as a response I don't want it to just be some like sort of short answer like I want it to be mm -hmm. something that can actually help in the in the conversation but yeah I think for the longest time to me it's like I don't think I have anything to add to the conversation I feel like I feel differently now but I did for a long time of like, I don't think there's anything I could add. Yeah. It's an interesting point for why, why you wouldn't have better conversations is if you're, mm. yeah, if you're feeling that way, that makes it difficult. Hmm. That's interesting. I've never thought of that. Yeah. So then your equation becomes, you have to have enough, you know, self-confidence in yourself that you have something to offer and then recognize that the person you're talking to has just as much, if not more to offer. And by discussing, you're, you're each kind of giving each other a gift, right? Like you get to learn from my knowledge and I get to learn from your knowledge or your personality or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. that's an important point, though. That's, that's cool that you've, uh, you feel like you, you have more to offer now. Because that, yeah. like, that would be difficult to have a conversation if you didn't add anything, right? You're just, you're just listening to somebody. <laughs> you have nothing to add, right? Yeah, but it's it's funny because you say that, but the amount of people I feel like I've met throughout my life that honestly, they don't want you to say anything back because maybe they're venting or they just want you to sit there. Like there's probably a good amount of people that like that, but you're right. I mean, it might help them in that moment or it might help them for like a short term. You can't you can't have a meaningful conversation from that. Yeah, so I think that's a good good point. There are a lot of different ways that people converse, right? Where we just share. And one of those, yeah, could, could very well be, you know, an important one where somebody's talking so that they can say something they need to say, and maybe you need to listen, uh, or vice versa. <clears throat> there's other ways, but maybe, uh, maybe there's a distinction between conversation and discussion being discussion being whatever the definition is, we'll say that discussion means two people talking about 
what's true, trying to decide what's true through speech. That would be, that's what I would call discussion. Um, like, did you do Socratic discussions when you were in middle school or whatever? I don't, I don't think so. No, uh, we always did those in, uh, you know, like English class, you, you, everybody would go read a book and then you would make your notes on the book and then you'd come in and there'd be, you know, you'd have a group of 10 people and then everybody would have their notes, their thoughts on the reading. And then you would go around and it would be like, here's what I think. And then the person, next person would talk and they would say, I thought that too. And I also thought this, like that was the Socratic method, Socrates, right? That his, Mm -hmm. his whole, uh, you know, I guess all, all of the records we have of him are just walking around asking people questions, challenging what they believe and then talking and then finding some truth at the end of it. And so the idea that you could do that, you could have a discussion where I talk and I say something useful, I make some claim or make some observation, and then on the back of that, you say something else that adds to it or shapes it differently or refines it or says, no, that's not right, this is right. To do that over and over and over again, like that's what a, what a better way to find truth than just sitting in your dark room with one candle like thinking really diff- really hard you know <laughs> uh, just just yeah, that, easier <laughs> it's outsourcing right yeah that is, that is true i so i take that back i did do that when i was younger and i distinctly remember remember it but the reason why i gave my answer is because i wasn't a part of it so mm. every time we had to read a book and discuss it i never read the book and i'd always go to the bathroom <laughs> So, so I, I never, I never partook in it, but we definitely did yeah. it as as children. And I, re- I honestly regret that because you're right. Like, I, I actually don't didn't realize the power of conversation until like, honestly, I'd say like not too long ago. Like, I spent quite a long portion of my life having like conversation, having stuff that's like transactional. And honestly, like, there's a lot of uh, fulfillment in having these kind of converse- conversations that I just missed out on. But I think going going back to a point that you mentioned before, like having the discussion going back and forth is really important. But what are your what are your thoughts on the the power of like validation? Like when someone feels validated, like to me that's like a very like powerful thing. The fact that someone is being listened to and understood compared to, hey, let's have a discussion and like maybe them not like not feeling that way, if, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, and I think that's a good a good point that your your question or you brought in have a conversation about conversation, right? Discussion might be a more like philosophical thing. You're talking about what's true, you're trying to figure out what's true. Or conversation, I think yeah, like some of the most valuable maybe one of the most valuable aspects of a conversation is to be validated, right? Um mm-hmm. so like yeah, I think that's true. I think that's definitely true. Um especially if you feel like you have something to say or you need to say, like you need to get something off your chest. Sometimes that's validating just being able to talk to somebody and them not run away screaming. Right. Or hit you <laughs> like, like that. Somebody would just kind of accept you for what you tell them. And we were just talking about this, uh, vulnerability, right? That would be, that would be the same idea that if you're vulnerable and somebody, it, you know, bare minimum accepts you, but then on top of that validates you how valuable that is to your own sense of yourself. Yeah. Do you, 
when do you feel when do you feel like validated in conversations like is that something you seek out or like do you feel like you feel that often yeah i think it's it's a line that i try to draw sometimes because a lot of type, times conversation is not like if i try to seek validation then i'm kind of missing some of the mark on a discussion because like hmm. if i'm just trying to seek validation then I might not be open to other people's opinions and feedback then. And so I think then it becomes a problem, but I can tell during the, like during certain circumstances with the people I talk to in in like the group I'm around in in Seattle, there's times when someone just wants to feel validated and it's like, Hey, like, I don't, I don't really want, even though like a discussion is about perspective, it's like, I don't really want your perspective. Let me just vent or let me just like see what you think. I've had like a rough day. And to me, like you pick up on like these social cues and you have that, but I don't really enjoy those conversations because it's basically going back to, hey, I'm just sitting here listening, which is great. You like people need that in their life. It's just like we need we need that. But I really enjoy the conversations where it's like, hey, like I'm not saying I'm right, but can I at least provide honest feedback instead of just making like you feel better? And I know mm-hmm. sometimes that's just there's just there's a right time and right place for that. But I feel like at least for me, there's times where I get excited about something, like maybe this podcast. And for someone to go along and say, well, it's not really practical because nobody wants to hear what you and Mike have to say because you guys say the most nonsense stuff. And you know what? That might be true. Probably true. That, that, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. But you know what? Like, I, I'm excited about it. So you can give me validation, but I'm not seeking validation from you because I'm excited. So, Yeah. What an interesting point that <clears throat> you can't, like you said it earlier, to not go into a conversation seeking validation because it messes everything up. But mm-hmm. but then what a good thing it is when you have a conversation, somebody validates you, right? It's kind of like you can't quite look for <laughs> yeah. it. But once you get it, it's really good. And it's really even better when you're not looking for it. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> it's a paradox, right? <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like, I don't know, I, the thing that came to mind was money, right? The difference between working to try to make all this money so that you can be wealthy and then the result that you get at the end of that versus working for some other purpose, for some other meaning, and then finding wealth through it and then being able to just be thankful for the wealth, right? It's kind of the same idea. That you, it, by not seeking the validation, you're able to actually accept it. Sometimes, sometimes it's clear though, you're like, I need to, like it's nice to be validated, but sometimes it's different where you go, I feel like I gotta say, like I have to say something or I have to, yeah, you know, be vulnerable in a certain way, and that the validation is actually really important. So I don't know if it's like completely one way, but you, you said something else I was gonna that I liked, but I don't remember. So, <laughs> all right, well, let, let me pivot it because I it goes off of what you just said. Uh, if you remember what you're thinking of before, just just shout it out, man. Just interrupt me. But for for feeling this validation, I guess when I go into a conversation, the uh, more important thing than validation is. Oh, you remembered? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, you go. You go for it. Mine can be after. Well, uh, the the idea that <clears throat> like validation is really good, and but then the idea of not needing it from other people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's where you were going to go, but that's also a a tricky like balance in the same kind of way. S- similar in that it's yeah maybe paradoxical that you need validation but to be the kind of person that is dependent on other people's validation that's not a very good situation 
right? But but it is a healthy part of your life. Like you need people validating you. You just can't be dependent on it. Like you can't can't be desperate for it. But it's mm-hmm. necessary. So it's just kind of a it's a tough it's a tough place to be. So the question to me then just becomes, you know, if I'm not depending on other people's validation, then where do I get that validation? You know, like it, does it come from me? Uh, does it come from my friends? Does it come from my wife? Come from my family? Does it come from God? Right? That would that would be a, a, that would be a useful thing to have sorted out in your life, right? That like your identity, mm-hmm. like that's kind of what validation means, right? That your identity is like good. So to like know that without other people being dependent on the other people for it seems important. So that was my thought. And it's, it's a good thought. And I think it actually relates back to like the podcast we just did. So for those of you that are listening and haven't listened to the last podcast, go listen to it right now. But it talks about like authentic self and your beliefs. And, and I agree, like if you, if you don't know, like, I guess if, if you're someone that always like talks yourself down, then it's really hard because you'll know if nobody's giving you validation and you're always talking yourself down, then, then right. you're fucked. You're screwed. But if you are able to say, wow, like you, you can look back and say, I did a really good job with that. And, and you have this understanding with yourself of like, I've accomplished this today or I accomplished that the other day, then yeah, I think it's fine. But it, it's always nice to have that balance. Like imagine you doing something really great and you can tell yourself you did this really great. And then everybody, friends and family look at you and say, eh, I mean, that's all, that's all you did. Like no matter what, even if you can get self-validation, it's going to yeah. feel shitty. Yeah. So I think it, it's, it's good to have. And I think I think it's good to surround yourself with people that, you know, can mix and match both. Like you get those people that are, well, we say, oh, like, great job. Like, like, I don't know. There's people in my life that no matter what I do, like I can chop up my finger and they'll be like, that was a really good chop, right? And like, I'm very, I'm very proud of you for that. that chop. It's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to have that because sometimes you need that in life, but yeah, it's, it's hard to have like an actual discussion. But I guess what I was leaning into before is for, for me, I, don't seek validation more than I seek being understood. There's a lot of people that I think when I have a conversation and it's maybe because I explain things poorly or maybe I talk too fast where it's it's hard because like we'll try to have a discussion or conversation when it sounds like what I just mentioned was like kind of just like not even even mentioned in, in the next part of like what we're talking about. And to me, like, I don't know, I get I just get like a bit worried of like, should I, should I be a better speaker in some sense? Did they not understand it? For, are they afraid to ask me like what I just mm. meant by that? And so I think when me and you talk, like if I don't understand something you're saying, cause you definitely use words before that I'm like, I don't know what the hell that means, man. And I'm like, you gotta, you gotta just explain that. And I don't have a problem with that because at least now we can move forward with the rest of the discussion. Mm. And I'm not saying I use big words around people. I think I just might use confusing words and so to me, like the most important thing is having and being understood without that, then it's, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't like having discussion without that. Hmm. Yeah. It seems like it would be useless if what you're saying is not understood. But, but, but you'd, be su- you'd be surprised that like conversation can carry on with, with two people totally well, yeah, misunderstanding each other. Yeah. yeah. But it can be a dead, right? Like we yeah. know the difference. Everybody feels the difference between, uh, good conversation and a bad conversation right you go on a first date yeah. with somebody it's it's evident immediately whether <laughs> you've got a connection right whether there's a spark uh, it's like that's true not just romantically it's true with any you meet somebody you know in a classroom or at work and 
you hit it off, right? Like, what are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that you're able to have a conversation that for some reason is good or better than, better than bad. I don't know. I think it's, mm-hmm. it, it probably starts with something like that, that you understand each other maybe intuitively. <clears throat> hmm. yeah, I've never thought about that. Uh, when, w- while you're talking, uh, the idea of you've brought up validation and being understood. <clears throat> and I don't know where I heard this, but somebody one time, uh, I think they were talking about love and they described love as uh, being known and accepted. The idea of like, like being loved by somebody the okay. if you look at the different it uh permutations of that right if you if you are not known and not accepted well then you have no relationship right that's that it, basically you're strangers you're completely isolated <laughs> if you're if somebody knows you but they don't accept you then you know you have a relationship but it's not really loving because uh they're not accepting you for who you are so there's that wall right uh flip that if you're accepted completely, but you're not known at all, well, then it can't be that shallow, or it, it can't be that deep, right? It's pretty shallow. So, you know, I, I accept you for everything you are, and you're great, but I know nothing about you. Um, <clears throat> and then the fourth being fully known by somebody and fully accepted would be that uh, kind of, I think that's a, that's a maybe more mature form of validation, right? Like how validating that be when somebody knows who you are for all your goods and your bads, accepts you for it, and then loves you, right? Uh, so that might be that might be something that you can get in a conversation. It's maybe a bit bigger than a conversation, right? That's kind of something we, we long for in our life, you know, in our relationships. But I think conversations do that, right? You can express that to somebody in a conversation, you can be interested in knowing them and then accept them with, with your words or um, that's kind of what you were saying about being understood because it, it does feel shallow, right? When somebody doesn't understand you, mm-hmm. it's like, well, we're not getting anywhere. Yeah. I think with that, like we were talking about being vulnerable and, and like the live pod, podcast when we were talking about show notes and stuff like that, like it's an important part when you're trying to look at like your beliefs and values and, and for you to have that combination of both of what you just mentioned, like I think yeah. that you'll probably need to be vulnerable and you can't, you can't get that right. I mean, some people can maybe like you might just open up to someone random, but that, that can take some time. So it's I, the way I think of it is like, you're just chipping away when you meet someone like, okay, like, can, can I say this and see how they react to it? Can I, can I go that deep yet? Or, or maybe they don't want to go that deep, but maybe this, maybe this relationship can never go that deep. Cause there's some people that just honestly don't, just don't want to go there. And, and, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just, you your, your limitation is the person that goes least vulnerable, in my opinion. Yeah, that's why I like asking people questions that make them uncomfortable. Because it's just a <laughs> test. It's like it's like we're sitting here eating dinner. And it's like, what do you think about the economy? You know, like, it doesn't have to be the most important question. But just, like, if I probe you and make you talk about something that's outside of what normal people talk about in normal settings, and you're down for it, well, then who knows how far we can go. Right. We can keep talking. But if you cut it off right away, then I'm like, all right, you don't want to talk. That's fine. We can just sit here and talk about the weather. I like the weather. So so, so your probing question is the economy. Is, is that what I'm hearing? No, no. Usually it's. Just oh, okay. Yeah. So we were uh, we were uh, I was driving in the car with somebody the other day and we started talking about gentrification. That was pretty nice. That was a okay, good that's one. A, that's a spicy yeah. topic. 
Yeah. Yeah, you, you'll definitely get those people that it's like, there's no way he just asked me that question. And there's some people that are oh, like, yeah. finally, this man asked me that question. Yeah. Been yeah, waiting to cool talk about to, this. It's a cool way to gauge somebody and get to know them, you know? <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I feel like I got to come up with like, a probing question now because i don't have like i don't have one but i feel like i should come up with one it's like all right let me throw this this line all the way down there and like see if it comes up and and i have to make sure it's not too far down there for him to just get up and leave and be like we can never talk again that's such that's such a terrible that's like going on a first date with a girl with like five <laughs> questions like written on a sticky <laughs> note like here's what i'm gonna ask her can't do that <laughs> well, okay so that's that's an interesting point though uh okay good discussions are not scripted fair statement so i i agree they're not scripted i let like i think it's still okay to have a starting block though yeah that's not what i that's not what i said but scripted oh, would okay. be like we know what we're talking like i know what you're gonna say and then i say something back to you and oh yeah it's comfortable uh obviously nothing is scripted but my point is that if good conversations are not scripted then what makes a good conversation it's something like you know, not having five questions to ask somebody on a date. It's you start somewhere and then you see where it goes. And, but so that's the interesting part though, is like the best part of the conversation is when it, when it flows naturally. Yes. To me, right. You say something and then that sparks something in you. And then <laughs> you now have a new insight and you can share it. And you're like working <laughs> together on this thing that you don't quite understand yet. Like that's pretty crazy. Uh, I don't know what you think about that. Like what's going on when that happens? I, I, what do you think? I agree. Yeah, no, no, I I agree a hundred percent. I I think that in my mind, I can like sometimes tell where the conversation's going, and I'm like, okay, let me let me get another question in the, mm -hmm. like, in the chamber because this is clearly not going out. And a lot of times, conversations like that when you meet someone new. But you're right. Like the best conversation is when it's like I had no idea he was going to say that, but. That like that brings it to a really good point of like there's a lot of stuff that you'll say that I've never heard of before that will spark something brand new that I'll put two totally. connections together in my head I'm like whoa yeah. like I, I didn't think of that but it flow you're right it flows really well and the the way I can tell is I mean I have a, I always have a watch on and so to me I'm always like checking the time and stuff like that every now and then and when I when I when I just keep putting a new question or or whatever in in my head of like okay I'll ask them this next like I'm pretty cognizant of like okay like. This is how much time has passed. Like, this is kind of going a bit rough. But mm. when conversation really flows, it's like, whoa, it, it's been like 10, it's been 15 minutes since we actually started on this. Like, I don't know. I, I love that because then you can actually start getting somewhere with someone. Yeah, I agree. So <clears throat> you said sometimes somebody says something and you make a connection. <laughs> what What is going on when that happens? <laughs> like, have you ever thought about this? When you're just sitting there, and you're thinking about like the hot dog you had at the fair the other day. And then you're thinking about the hot dog and then it's like, holy crap, that thing over there makes sense. Like, what is that? Wait, that that's I, I, I know I sound crazy, but, but that happens all the, like thoughts are so weird. Yeah. So this is why I think conversation is so important because like, if you were sitting alone in a room with a candle, like you were mentioning, like you're, you're not gonna think of these things. And I was uh -huh. looking at some of this, Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, thoughts, you do have your own thoughts. Like, like I, I'm saying that conversations and thoughts are similar, right? Like if you sat on your own, sometimes things just come into your head and it helps when there's two people because you say something and that's very similar to me sitting alone and having a thought come into my head. You've thrown mm -hmm. the thought into my head, right? But 
when you let's say you throw a thought at me but then now i make a connection over here it's like you've thrown a thought in but then something else has also put another thought in the -hmm. connection like that's so weird that's fair. And the way I think about it is, is very similar. Like you could sit there. I don't know why. I just keep picturing you with a candle in like a dark room, just sitting there like this, yeah. <laughs> just thinking. I do it but, every, uh, every Thursday night. Yeah. I had a feeling, <laughs> but with that, you can have thoughts pop into your head, but those thoughts are probably revolved around your interactions with life and like your worldview and your family and your friends. And then when yeah. you bring someone new, then it's like, like you mentioned, you can still right. get these thoughts, but like now it's just these new, these new neurons that could be firing in your head because it's like, I could have, I would have probably never thought of that. Okay. So I'm going to die. I'm going to drill down on this. When you okay. say the thoughts are coming from like your experiences and you know, the things you've been through and all that kind of stuff, are you talking about subconscious? Like they're popping out of your subconscious. And so it's just all the things, it's like the <laughs> milieu, it's everything that you've seen mm. and heard and that we're talking about. Yeah, so the way I feel with thoughts is if I'm trying to think of something and I'm trying to have deep thought, nothing unconscious is going to pop up. It's very conscious and it's very hard yeah. for me to cre- be creative. But if I'm doing like some random stuff, I'm not thinking about think or I don't know, say I want to create this new idea. I'm, I don't think about that new idea because it never works, at least for me. I'll go for a walk. I'll, I'll do whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll read a book. And for some reason, something will spark something and make that transition to my head that maybe was unconscious. But in my mind, like those thoughts are limited in a box because of my experiences, what I'm experiencing in that moment, maybe. But someone else who's experienced life completely differently has this own box. And now these boxes start to interlap and you get this. Okay. Think it like the way I think about it is if you are say, say I just moved to Seattle and I have no friends and I might've talked to you about this, this concept before and you meet someone and they have no friends. Great. Mm. Now you both have each other and that's it. Say you meet someone that has an intention. That's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, but think of think of the other scenario of you meet someone who's born and raised in Seattle, has an entire friend group here. You make one connection. Now you can basically have this entire network of friends in their circle. So that's the same way I think about thoughts and when you when you talk to someone. Hmm. If that makes any sense at all. So so the the people who are have no friends but meet each other that's like your own thoughts but meeting somebody with connections is like a whole different universe yeah Yeah. and i think that's true so and you've kind of described you know you and then within you is like your conscience conscious mind but then around it is subconscious and then next to it is like some other person with conscious and subconscious yeah so like you're getting input from your non-conscious parts but then you're also getting inputs from other people's yeah like to me like conscious and unconscious like there's some connection that's formed between like a similar pattern like that's how like based off your experiences you introduce someone new into it's almost like a hop it's almost Mm. like i could have never made that or i mean if you unless you had a similar experience Mm. yeah (sighs) it is crazy like there's there's just the input right you say something to me like what you just said pattern like what does that mean the hop because i'm thinking you say something to me but then it makes me think of something else like that's weird Mm -hmm. because i get the input but what's happening Mm -hmm. to me then that's now grabbing this other thing just it just doesn't feel like (laughs) i'm doing anything you know what i mean yeah yeah you're just you're you're your brain just triggering i guess the the way i think about it is maybe 
maybe there's like two there's two like neurons in your head that are completely hey, separated. speak for yourself and... <laughs> Whoa. What? <laughs> i'm just gonna go on with my train of thought here but because i know i'm gonna forget it i know i'm gonna forget it but if you have if you have these these two neurons and they'll probably never form a connection in your life potentially and someone okay. says a thought that can connect them now boom they're connected in your head that might have been in completely different rooms no i don't think it's neurons though how could it be neurons so because like i know what's his what's the guy's name andrew i'm gonna butcher his Hugh name Hawkins. so whoever's li- <laughs> whoever's listening don't don't correct me because I, I know i'm probably wrong andrew huberman who is like mm-hmm. a neuroscient he's he, he talks a lot about neuroplastic neuroplasticity i feel like i'm pronouncing that wrong and he's basically explains a lot about how you can like even no matter how old you are you can like form these new connections in your head that otherwise might have not been there before and so i believe the same thing is true when you have like deep connect deep yeah. conversation i agree but my point is the what we're talking about like what's going on when you're thinking or when you're making connections i don't think that that can be neurons right like, like mm-hmm. your thoughts like we, we we don't know what thoughts are like you can't go find thoughts in your brain like they're outside of your brain right i mean don't they have to be i don't know i don't i I don't know like okay okay. i mean what do you mean outside what do you mean thoughts are outside your brain well neuroscientists i know very little about neuroscience but why don't either electrical (laughs) from what i know there's electrical things going on in your brain right you got Mm -hmm. tissue and cells and neurons and there's synapses where the electricity is and so we can go and we can observe the brain and we can say hey this person's laying in this scan thinking about this thing here's all of the electricity signals showing us that their brain is moving in this part Mm -hmm. right that's all fine and good but that hasn't taught us anything about thoughts or imagination but when you're having conversation like thoughts are are flowing like that's that that's that's what's happening and and you have to recall that information and to me like that recalling of information is a spark in a neuron that's that's just the way i i, I keep saying the word neuron i don't even know what i don't even know what a neuron is really but my, my, to, to, i guess okay my point is that the distinction between like if you're going to boil down this whole con- not that you're doing this but if you if you boil the whole mm-hmm. conversation down to neurons and your mm-hmm. your brain firing signals I feel like we missed the point because okay. I don't see you or me or anybody else as just a physical being. I thoroughly believe that we are a combination of physical and spiritual beings. And if that's mm-hmm. the case, then your body is an instrument, be, you know, <laughs> to use a metaphor, being played by your spirit, right? So okay. your brain has these signals in it right but those are just the sounds coming out of the instrument that's not the thing playing the instrument right mm-hmm. like like if if we're thinking at all and it's not just our physical matter then i have a mind that's outside of just my brain you, you see what i'm saying i think i think i understand and i i agree like i wouldn't I wouldn't place it fully on <laughs> these neurons that I that I keep talking about. Um, I'm gonna after this podcast, I'm gonna look up like, what a neuron actually is and be like, I can't believe I just said all that stuff on, on the podcast. But um, I no, I I agree. The spiritual sense I think is is very very important because then if 
we remove that we're just talking about like skin and flesh and, and the stuff that's like physical in our body and, and i agree i think a very big part of it is what we're like a spiritual presence uh like paired with like our physical body so i i agree with what you're saying okay okay yeah so i guess i just don't i don't know what i think about thoughts <laughs> <laughs> shoot that was that was really stupid uh, I was waiting for you to say something really good there. And I'm like, oh, come on, Mike. I don't know what I think about thoughts because uh, another one is dreams, right? Mm. We we act like dreams are just normal, but they're so crazy that you're sleeping and then you have this whole imaginative, imaginative narrative happen in your mind. It's like, where'd that come from? Like, that's not like that sure as hell didn't come from neurons, right? Like, that's not coming from electricity in your brain. Mm. That doesn't pass the sniff test right so it's like where is it coming from that's that, that it's a genuine question i have no idea right like i mean what else what else do you call it other than something's a, a spiritual thing outside of you putting inputs in your like i i don't know I, i've never had a good explanation of this but it just that's seems the- to me like the thing that would be in the category of of god instead of just physical right like like dreams or are you, you combining this yeah. dreams and conversation dreams and then thoughts being then in this kind of the same convert category yeah of things so that what, i don't would, quite control would you put like your imagination yeah in that category well, too then well because there's things that you can you can control right like i can i can think up something right i can design something intentionally i go okay i want to do it this way and imagine it but then on top of that imagining a shape or a color or something there can then be you know inspiration that comes in that's not like it's just weird right if you (laughs) if if you have let's say you have a set amount of knowledge in your head right maybe not in your head but in your mind to then have to to come to any new insight you would almost necessarily need in addition from the outside like what would it even mean to have a new insight if you weren't adding to your current set of knowledge you know what i mean so but i'm wondering i i get what you're saying but i'm also wondering can you can you i i, I do understand i don't think you're crazy but i'm wondering can you get this new insight from combining stuff like if you uh let's just say you had a movie of king kong and then you had a movie of the marvels and you combine them together like technically that's a new movie um mm. there's two things that have been known it's not there's no any new mm. input and, and you have that so i'm wondering like i i don't know if it's true or not but for your dreams like there's definitely dreams that i have where it's like a recollection of like yeah. four or five different things smashed together and it seems like a new experience but really mm. it's just a mixture of things that's a really good point that something can be novel but not be like new you know like completely new substance yeah that's interesting i like that that's a good point i don't think that explains everything but i think that is a that is a good point not all like new thoughts have to be brand new they can be like relation Hmm, interesting okay so then conversation back to conversation conversations are obviously so good because you have somebody else helping you along that way right giving you new new substance to think through or new substance to interact with so yeah i mean what could be better, right? What could yeah. what would be better use of your time than <laughs> talking to somebody? 
so I, I got a last question to pose for you then. If if there's someone that's I don't know has a, has a hard time having maybe they have tons of conversation with people but it's like light conversation. Do you have like a recommended recommendation or a tip to try to get to a conversation that you would find a lot of fulfillment and enjoyment? So you mentioned like deeper conversation. Like, what do you think are some steps to, to kind of get that way? Well, uh, one of the first thing that comes to mind is, I mean, this is something that I feel like I went through, uh, was realizing that I felt like I was too polite and just okay. like deferential, too agreeable. You know, like if I have nothing to say and I have no will to like go say it, then nothing's ever going to happen, right? <laughs> if, I, if I really don't care then uh, I'm not going to ever get good conversations. So I think this might not be everything required for a good conversation, but that little bit of disagreeableness and willingness to like make some friction and to say, this is what I want and I'm going to go put it out there. I think that that is kind of necessary for a conversation to happen, right? It, it's, it's like you're putting your will uh, onto somebody else, which if you're a little bit too polite, it's like, well, I wouldn't want to do that. You know, I wouldn't want to bring something up that somebody else doesn't want to talk about, or I don't want to bring somebody something up if somebody doesn't want to talk. Right. Um, or, you know, we've all been in conversations where somebody just talks and they just are talking about random things and it really doesn't have to do with you. Right. So even the, <laughs> even the, the disagreeableness, because I'm not getting anything from this conversation, I need to go somewhere else and get it. I don't know. That's the first thing that came to mind is, uh, yeah, like knowing what you want in a good conversation and then that being a place to start. I'm seeking a good conversation and I'm just going to get it. Maybe it doesn't have to be harder than that. Yeah. I love that. I, I think that sums up like really, really well. I, I actually really, really like that. I, I guess w- one thing I just want to say before, before we uh, kind of take off here is for, for the people that are listening or, or watching conversation i think is just super super important throughout life i've spent a lot of time just not having like deeper conversations so i I think it's just been super impactful in my life there's there's a lot of people out there that probably crave this and maybe don't get it or maybe there's people that have too much of it but i would highly recommend that if if you could have some deeper conversations or i don't know you see someone at a park and you just want to just talk to them and, and they might just say f off but you know, you can have some great benefit and maybe you'll meet a new friend there. And, and I think it's, there's more value there than, than something can hurt. So yeah, I just want to leave everybody with that, but thanks so much for tuning in today. Cheers, man. It's been a pleasure.